2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16 through 20. Open your Bibles to me there and let's read what the Lord would have to say to us today. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning in verse 16, reading through verse 20. Paul writes under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit these words. From now on, we do not know anyone from a worldly perspective. Even if we have known Christ from a worldly perspective, yet now we no longer know Him in this way. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and see, the new has come. Everything is from God, who has reconciled us to Himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, since God is making his appeal through us. We plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank You for Your Word, and Lord, I pray that You would speak to our hearts through Your Word today and show us how we are to live in this world differently as those who are Your ambassadors. Lord, speak to us now. We thank You for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. George Schultz was the Secretary of State during the Reagan administration. And as Secretary of State, one of the things that he had on his desk was he had a globe. And every time a new ambassador for the United States was appointed to go to a different country, one of the things that, that Schultz would ask, Secretary Schultz would ask of any newly appointed ambassador or of any ambassador that had returned from the field to meet with him in his particular office, he would always ask them, what country are you serving? Where are you? What country are you serving in the world? And inevitably, they would always turn on the map to the country that they had been sent to whether it be Kazakhstan or Azerbaijan or Germany or Bolivia or wherever it was in the world that they were serving as ambassadors of the United States. And that was true until one particular ambassador, the ambassador to Japan, who was the former Senate Majority Leader, Mike Mansfield. Mike Mansfield came to his office and, and Schultz asked him, Secretary Schultz asked him, where is your country? And he spun the globe around and he pointed to the United States and he said, This, sir, this is my country. I love what Schultz said about that moment once on C-SPAN when he was talking about a book that he read or that he wrote during his time in office. He said the following. He said, I have told that story subsequently to all the ambassadors going out. Never forget, you're over there in that country, but your country is the United States of America. You are there to represent us, take care of our interests and never forget it, and you're representing the best country in the world. Ambassadors go to a different place, a different country, to represent their home country to that nation in which they are sent. 
Now, in this particular passage, we are shown that as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we are ambassadors. You are an ambassador. You are an ambassador of a kingdom and of a particular king. And in fact, this particular kingdom and this particular king, while our circumstances might be that for a certain time and a certain season in our lives, we live in a certain country, in this case in the United States, in this particular season, we are ambassadors of another world. And you as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ are an ambassador of another kingdom and of another world. You represent the interests of Christ in this land. Now, we as a church just recently had come out with a mission statement for our church. I want to share that mission statement with you. As a church, our mission is as follows. Saturated with continuous prayer. Very important. Richland Baptist Church seeks to glorify God above all things by loving God, loving people, and multiplying disciples. Now, what does it mean to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, and all of your strength? To love your neighbor as yourself, that's loving God and loving people, and multiplying disciples, fulfilling the Great Commission. What that means, what that can be summarized in one word is simply this, ambassador. As an ambassador, your role in this world is to love the Lord your God with everything that you've got, love other people, love your neighbor as yourself, and make disciples of the lost. You are sent as a representative of another world. What I want you to see in this passage today is three aspects of living as an ambassador living as an ambassador of another world. Number one is this. If you're following along in your notes, number one is this. Embrace the ambassador's mindset. Embrace the ambassador's mindset. Go back to verse 15 and 16. Let's jump into this passage and let's get some context here in this particular section of Scripture. In verse 15, he's talking about Jesus. And he says, and Jesus died for all so that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for the one who died for them and was raised. Verse 16, he says, From now on then, we do not know anyone from a worldly perspective, even if we have known Christ from a worldly perspective. Yet now we no longer know him in this way. We as ambassadors know that Jesus Christ has died on the cross. He has rose again from the grave. And because of this reality in our lives, there is no way in the world that we could live the same again. And Paul is saying that reality. Now that I've come to faith in Christ, I no longer live for myself, but I must live for Jesus Christ. A radical shift has taken place in his life. He has transformed from a self-centered, self-focused mindset to a Christ-centered, gospel-centered, how can I be salt and light in this world mindset. And that mindset is not just for the apostles who wrote the scripture. It's not just for pastors. It's not just for life group leaders, but that mindset is for every believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. You, my friend, are an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ in whatever situation you find yourself in. 
If you, are a, if you are a mom, you are to be an ambassador first to the next generation and then an ambassador to other moms that you know in your community group. If you are in the workplace, you are in that particular workplace for this particular time, in this particular era, in this particular location. Why? So that you can be an ambassador of Christ in that place. If you are a dad and you are in relationship with other dads, knowing other dads, you are to be an ambassador to that place. If you play softball for the church softball team, you are to be an ambassador on the softball team. You get what I'm saying. Everything in your life, every role in your life, every relationship in your life is transformed by this brand new perspective that now you are living since. And you represent the interests of another kingdom to every kingdom in this particular world, living for the glory of God. Now, notice in verse 16, there are three words that begin verse 16 that call you in your life to draw a line in the sand to say from this moment forward, things are going to be different. And it's those three words, from now on. We're not talking about a song from the greatest showman. (laughs) Now you're going to have it going through your head the rest of the time, right? (laughs) But what we're talking about here is Paul is saying, from now on, from this point forward in my life, the line drawn in the sand, there is something different about me. There's something different about the way that I'm going to approach life, the way that I'm going to approach relationships, the way that I'm going to approach God. From now on, from this moment on, it's not an empty promise that you make to yourself when you feel guilty for saying the same thing. I'm sorry for the 81st time. No, no, it's not any of that. It's not that you are thinking about doing so. It's saying, I, from this moment on, Paul says, from now now on, we don't do, we do not know anyone from a worldly perspective, even if we have known Christ from a worldly perspective, we no longer know him in this way. So there is a line drawn in the sand when you are sent as an ambassador. There's a line drawn in the sand where before this line, I related to Jesus and I related to people differently. But from this moment on, I have a brand new mindset when it comes to how do I love God and how do I love people? He says there in verse 16. So the ambassador's mindset changes in these two particular areas. And changed thinking will lead in your life to changed living. So two aspects, letter A. Ambassadors have a renewed mindset concerning people. And letter B will be Ambassadors have a renewed mindset concerning Christ. Let's do letter A first. Ambassadors have a renewed mindset concerning people. You know, I looked up this recently, the top five magazines in the United States. It was fascinating. I was completely wrong about what the top magazines would be in circulation in the United States. Do you know what number one is? I thought it would be, based on the newsstands, I thought it would be Newsweek or People Magazine or something like that. Do you know what the number one magazine in the United States is by circulation? It's the AARP magazine. <laughs> I was like, huh, I didn't know. <laughs> I honestly didn't even know it existed. <laughs> so I just knew of the organization, but I'd never heard of it. <laughs> but um, Number one was AARP. I don't remember number two, but number three was a gaming magazine. So it was like video games. So that makes sense. 
And then on the list was number four, I think, was people. And then there was, oh, I remember number two was like Homes and Gardens magazine. So yeah. And then there was like, I should know number five. Number five was Southern Living, right? Okay. Um, we subscribed to, right? Now, even though we don't live there anymore, even like, okay, yeah, it was still, you know, it gives us a connection to home. I mean, home is here. You get what I'm saying. Connection to where we grew up. So yeah, absolutely. So those five magazines actually illustrate something for us in our culture about what is the heart for our culture, so much so that people will actually spend money to get magazines magazines in the mail to show them how to do better in these particular areas. The areas of retirement, the areas of entertainment, the areas of looking good for everybody else around them, the areas of decorating. None of those things are bad, but when they become the ultimate things in our lives, they show us that we are not living for the applause of heaven, but we are living in our culture for the applause of man. We are living for the applause of humanity. And that's what's the heart and soul and heartbeat of our culture. But Paul says, from now on, we no longer regard anyone from a worldly perspective. In other words, my pursuit of money, my pursuit of wealth, my pursuit of fame, my pursuit of everybody knowing all of that kind of thing, and my pursuit of desiring other people to serve me, all of that goes out the window when I come to know Christ. From now on, I look at people differently. And I look at people from one particular perspective. Either they're in Christ or they're not. And every relationship in my life from that point when I regard people from a Christ perspective, eternity depends, their eternal salvation depends on whether or not they know Jesus or not. And so every relationship, everything in my life is now turned upside down is transformed because I see it with new eyes. I see everybody with a new perspective and I know that I am put in the relationships by the goodness and grace and sovereign hand of our God. I am put in the relationships in my life for this purpose and that's to shine the light of Jesus in every situation that I come to. I regard people differently because of Christ and Him crucified. Now that works differently for lost people and saved people. When you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ and you're an ambassador, whether you're in your workplace or your neighborhood with your friends, with your family, and you're relating to the lost around you, your role as an ambassador is to bring the good news of Jesus to bear by your actions, your attitudes, and your words into those situations. You see people differently. And then to people who are already saved in your community, people who are already believers that you're relating to in your life, you see them differently as well because when you come to relate to them, your heart's desire is how can I encourage and build this other believer up so that they're even more ready and more in love with Jesus to go and share Jesus and His grace with other people in their lives. You relate to people differently totally transforming your mindset for believer and unbeliever, all because of this changed relationship with God. You're an ambassador of Christ. Some people wondered, why in the world did we put this fellowship time in front of the second service? Well, I think we saw it in action today. Oh my goodness, it was so good. Like, I, I walked down the halls, and just every time I turned around, there were conversations, there were people relating, there were people building us up. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't, you know, last, uh, before we had life group in, you got 15 minutes to get everything you need to get done to get to the next service. And now you have 30 minutes. Now what are we using with that time? You did really well. Good job. <laughs> Great job. Because I saw people that were talking and having good conversation in the hallway. And that is fantastic keep it up. 
And you know what that is? That's actually fulfilling a scriptural command. Build one another up in your most holy faith. Edify one another is another way to say it. Encourage one another as you see the day approaching. Now, not just limited to that 30 minutes of time between life group and service, but outflowing from there into the week as you get to know each other even better and better. One, we need to have a changed mindset concerning other people. Let her be ambassadors have a renewed mindset concerning Christ. Not only does our mindset change in how we relate to other people, but our mindset changes in how we relate to Christ as well. We no longer view Christ the same way. In other words, before we didn't know Christ, and boom, God opens our hearts, gives us faith in Jesus Christ. He gives us redemption. He gives us new life in Him, and we see Jesus differently. And think about the guy who is writing this passage. Paul knows that really, really well. Verse 16, he says, I used to regard Christ from a worldly perspective, and yet now I no longer regard him in that way. For Paul, it was very different for him. Paul grew up and he was an enemy of the gospel. Have you ever thought about this, that Paul, when, when Jesus was ministering in the world, before Christ's death and resurrection, where was Paul? Paul, because of the way the timeline works out, Paul was likely in Jerusalem studying under the Jewish rabbi Gamaliel. He was probably studying during the life of Jesus, probably aware of the ministry of Jesus, probably heard rumblings of this one who people thought might be the Messiah, and he hated it. Paul hated the way. He hated Christianity. He did not believe it. He thought they were a bunch of heretics following a cursed, crucified blasphemer. And that was until Paul met Jesus on the road to Damascus. And that in a moment of time, he had that from now on moment in his life where everything changed. From before that time, he related to Jesus as an enemy. After that time, he related to Jesus as his treasure, as his friend. It says in Acts 26, verse 15 through 18, Paul is recounting that moment when Jesus spoke to him. This is Paul saying, this is what Jesus said to him on that road to Damascus when I met Christ. It says this, I have appeared to you, Jesus talking to Paul, for this purpose, to appoint you as a servant and witness to the things in which you have heard me and to those in which I will appear to you, delivering you from your people and from the Gentiles to whom I am sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. From now on, I do not regard Christ from a worldly How does the world today regard Christ? Either as an enemy or as a, mm, good for you, not for me. Or, don't know, don't care. Let me ask you, in your life, in your relationship with the Lord, in your own quiet time, in your own prayer time, how are you regarding Christ? If I was to follow you along, you maybe have like a, a hidden camera following you along all week long, I know it would be weird, I wouldn't do that. But um, let's see if I could. <laughs> what would I see? how would I see you relating to Christ? Would I see Jesus at any particular moment? Would I ever catch you talking to him? Would I ever catch you reading his words? 
Would I ever notice that the way you talk to other people would be different? You see, that's what it means to have a from now on moment in your life. It means that Jesus has really changed my life. So much so that if you were to look at my life and just pluck up somebody random, a random non-believer from the community and compare our lives side by side, you would see a difference. You would see that now I didn't care, was kind of ambivalent towards Jesus, but now he's the center of my existence. He's the center of my life. And I want him and my heart's desire to be more and more and more the center of my life so that I would be saturated with his presence day by day. One of my encouragement for you today is that as the result of this sermon is that you would draw a line in the sand and say, from now on, from now on, I want to relate differently to Jesus. Truly, after we're coming out of this pandemic, I want to rely on him more than ever. I want to know Christ more than I've ever known him before. And I want to represent him more than I've ever represented him before. From now on. What is the from now on that you need to have in your life? What is the from now on moment that you need to write down, that you need to do business with God today and say, from now on, it's going to be different in my relationship with Jesus and how I love God and how I love people. What is your from now on today? How does your life need to change? Jesus, the creator of the world, the one who spoke worlds into existence, doesn't come into a heart and not renovate. Does not come into a soul and not totally reorient your thinking and your life around Him. From now on, we are ambassadors of Christ. Number two, not only do we need to embrace the ambassador's mindset, but we need to embrace the ambassador's message. We need to embrace the ambassador's message. In verses 17 through 19, we find the ambassador's message. Now, it's very important for us to realize that when an ambassador is sent from a nation, They do not make up their own policies. So when Mansfield was sent as the U.S. ambassador to Japan, he didn't just get to go over there and like, here's what I feel like. Here's what our policy is. No, he was sent on behalf of the president to that nation to represent the interests of the United States to that particular land. That's the way ambassadors work for every nation. And we as ambassadors of Christ do not in this world represent our own interests, but we represent the interests of a kingdom that is forever. We represent the interests of Christ in this world by the way that we love God and the way that we love people. We don't get to make up our policies. We don't get to make up the message, but we bring the policies of the king that have already been given to us. And that's what we have in verses 17 through 19, is we see in summary form what are the policies of the kingdom of Christ. We see four parts of the policy in verse 17. In verse 17, he says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that's condition one, he is a new creation. That's condition two. The old has passed away. That's condition three. And see, the new has come. That's policy number four. And if you're following along in your notes, letter A, ambassadors bring the offer of a new creation in four parts. The four parts of new creation, what is it? It's in Christ, new creation, old passed away, new has come. It's incredibly good news. In fact, it's the very good news that saved the ambassador himself or herself. It's the good news of the gospel. The first term is in Christ. 
in Christ. Now, what does it mean to be in Christ? Let me encourage you to do a, a Bible study sometime. Just reading through the New Testament, all the different times Paul talks about in Christ. It'll be a blessing to your soul as you see all of the different aspects like a diamond of what it means to be in Christ. What does it mean to be in Christ? It means I belong to Christ. Being in Christ means I belong to Christ. I am no longer my own, but you were bought with a price. What being in Christ means total, unconditional surrender to the will of Jesus for your life. That's what it means to be in Him, in Christ. You're no longer in the world. You're no longer in yourself. You are in Him. These are the terms and conditions of the King that we have surrendered to and we bring to others. One, you, don't long, you no longer belong to yourself by faith, but you belong to another. You are in Him. You belong to Jesus. Not only do you belong to Christ, but you operate in the power of Christ. You operate in the power of Christ. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. That is operating in the power of Christ. So you belong to Jesus, but He doesn't just belong. You don't just belong to Him and He's like, okay, I wish you well. Do the best you can. No, He empowers you by His Holy Spirit in order to do His will of loving Him and loving other people to represent Him in this world. So in Christ means you belong to Christ. It means you operate in the power of Christ. What else does it mean? It means you belong to the body of Christ. You belong to the body of Christ. Now, how do you declare that you are part of the body of Christ? Your public declaration of this reality in your soul, this inward reality of belonging to Christ, is at your baptism. Your baptism is a public declaration that I am drawing a line in the sand. From now on, I belong to Jesus. And as you're baptized, you are marked out as a member of the body of Christ. By your baptism, by your church membership, you are showing the world that you are in Him. You are in Christ. The first term is in Christ. The second term of this new creation mindset, this offer that we bring, is really the new creation itself. It's the doctrine of regeneration. We see that in verse 17. If you are in Christ, then you are a new creation. There is a newly created life with inside of you. It's like the one who spoke and worlds were formed speaks into your soul that which was before it was dead. And now he speaks into your soul and what was dead now comes to life. What comes to life? A love for God and a love for people. A passion for the gospel. New creation. Term three is the old has passed away. Old values, old priorities, old beliefs, old sins that used to take you down so often those things are set aside and jesus has given you the power over them to overcome them he has given you the power to love him with all of your heart soul mind and strength that you died with christ your old self is gone and you've been raised to walk in newness of life you have passed away and term four in verse 17 is that everything has become new and this offer of newness, this offer of grace is the same offer that we give to those around us as ambassadors. The one that we receive, this good news we have received, we offer it to others. Letter B, we as ambassadors offer, the, offer reconciliation as well. Ambassadors bring the offer of reconciliation to the world. 
Now, what is reconciliation? Reconciliation, somebody needs to be reconciled, they're at odds with somebody. If you need to be reconciled to somebody, you are at odds with them, or you're separated from them, or there is a distance between you. And that is true of our relationship with God. There is a relationship that's been broken that needs to be mended. And the good news of the gospel is we bring the message of reconciliation that you can come back to God. You can have a relationship with God. Look at verse 19. In verse 19, he says, that is in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. Charles Spurgeon once said the following. He once said, you and your sins must separate or you and your God will never come together. That is our essential problem is we were on one side, God was on the other side. Our sins stood as a gulf between us, separating us as a canyon between us that separated us from God. And the only way that we could come to know God is not that we somehow tried to jump across the Grand Canyon, but the only way that we could come together with God is if God bridged the gap. And that's exactly what God did for us. Those who were enemies before, God reconciled. God brought you back into relationship with himself. How? Through Jesus Christ, who bridged the gap between a holy God and sinful people. Romans 4.8 says this, Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count sin. Now, how does that happen? How in the world does a holy God not count sin? against us and how did he reconcile us the answer to that can be found there in verse 21 verse 21 he says this he made the one who did not know sin that's jesus to be sin for us so that in him there's that word again in christ we might become the righteousness of god that's the good news of the gospel The good news of the gospel is that through faith in Jesus Christ, God as judge over the universe sees you and he sees Jesus paying for all of your sins and he brings the gavel of judgment of the ages down upon you, hitting the bench, and God declares over you, not guilty. Woo! (laughs) Isn't that good news? Not only does he declare not guilty, but he declares perfectly righteous. But you know what the good news of reconciliation, you know what the picture is there? The judge takes off his robes and the judge comes down to you who were once on the defendant's chair and he lifts you up and he says, come on over to my house for dinner. You're now part of my family. That's the incredible grace of our God. That's what it means to be reconciled to God. That's the message we bring to the world. That brings us to number three. Number three is this. Embrace the ambassador's mission. In verse 20, we see the ambassador's mission. Where do we find that? Look at verse 20. He says there, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, since God appeal through us. We plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. That is our mission in life, is to plead with others through the way that we live, through the way that we love, through the way that we talk, through our actions and our lifestyle. We plead with others, be reconciled to God. The heart's cry of the ambassador in this world. 
Here's what I want you to do as a response today. What is your from now on moment that needs to happen in your life? In regards to your relationship with others, are you praying for anyone to come to know Jesus as Savior and Lord? Are you burdened about anybody who is lost, who does not know Christ, who is not a Christian in your life, in your world? Are you burdened about anyone? Maybe you need to have a from now on moment in your life and say, from this moment on, I want to be praying for lost people. Maybe your from now on moment means that I don't want my life to go throughout this whole week and I don't talk to God or relate to Him or think about Him until next Sunday. Maybe your from now on moment needs to be, from now on, I truly want to have a difference in my own life and relationship with God. Maybe it's getting up earlier. Maybe it's setting some time in the evening to spend some time with the Lord in prayer. Spend some time with the Word. And watch God transform your life. Maybe your from now on moment needs to be that you're going to finally share the gospel with somebody. What does that need to look like in your life? How is it that you need to embrace the ambassador's message or the ambassador's mission? Not only that, but I want to encourage you. Would you think of one name, one person in your life that you know for sure that does not know Christ and would you commit to be praying for them that they would come to know Jesus as Savior and Lord and be open to God working your heart, leading you to that point where you can be the one to share the gospel, to share Jesus with that one who does not know him. Let's pray together. Father God, we come before you today, and Lord, we thank you for your goodness and grace in our lives. And Lord, we thank you for this call in our lives where we are called as believers to be ambassadors of Christ, both in how we relate to people and how we love our God. And Lord, I know all of us in one way or another this past week have done neither perfectly. Lord, we have not loved you. We have not loved other people. We have not lived as your ambassadors. We've represented our own interests rather than the interests of our Christ. And Lord, I pray that you would have us work in our hearts, that you would work in our hearts by your Spirit to revolutionize the way that we view ourselves and how we are to live in this world. Help us to see ourselves as your ambassadors. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for